This week on the podcast, we're joined by Indy Falca, who's going to tell us about all sorts of games. We've got a very quick lightning round news roundup, and we're back from 2DCon. Let's talk about it. Roll the intro. I just want to point out real quick that I realized right as I hit the start button for the show, I forgot yeah. to write that section. So that was off the cuff, baby boys. That was perfect. Dude. Championship level yeah. stuff right there. Yeah. Dude. Fucking off the cuff. Um, guys, hello. Welcome to Nice Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I'm your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Green Elite. Green, how you doing, dude? doing pretty good uh one thing i have noticed is like when whenever you start same say podcast you say podcast <laughs> have you noticed that? Yes. when i go back and listen i know <laughs> i notice it really bad uh i'm, I'm, I'm just giving you shit i i, I love you 100 unconditionally and faithfully and it's no big deal okay all right so but i'm doing good i'm having a fantastic day um yeah not much, not, not, not much, just doing good, feeling good. Excellent, excellent. Guys, we are joined by the wonderful, the beautiful, uh, actually kind of slightly beautiful, Indy Falco 64. Indy, you've been on the show before, but for people who don't remember you or haven't met you yet, who are you, what do you do, and where can people find you? Uh, I'm Indy Falco 64. I'm on, I am on Twitter. I am on Twitch. I am on Facebook as well, although I just use that for posting. Uh, I am a, I guess, an indie variety streamer primarily, but sometimes I will pick up uh, a nice AAA game, uh, especially if it's something like Resident Evil. I love that stuff, man. I love it. Uh, but yeah, I just stream a lot of games, a lot of variety. I've been playing a lot of spoopy stuff lately uh, and found some real gems. Uh, um, sir, yeah. you are clearly a hot tub streamer. It's true. I, I was jealous over the hot tub meta long ago, and I decided to join in my own way. Uh, thanks to a, a lovely artist that just whipped it together in a day. So I am permanently in the meta now, and it's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Also a hot tub streamer in space. space I know, it's space. great. <laughs> nice, nice. nice. How, is the, how is like living among the stars, my guy? It's beautiful every night. Believe it or not, this hot tub has wheels under it, so it goes to different locations, but it's great, dude, and I love it. This is my favorite spot for sure. Yeah, yeah, dude, I bet. Dude, that, that view is amazing. Just turn around and you can see the Milky Way. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we appreciate you for watching and listening. If this is your first time with us, we hope that you guys enjoy and get a lot of value out of the show. Maybe leave a like, subscribe, comment. If you guys uh, haven't uh, been here before, we always have a question of the week. This week, our question is, what's the worst chore to do around the house? Greenlee, what's the worst chore to do around the house? Oh, clearly dishes, because they never end. It's almost as bad as laundry. Like, laundry, at least you can, like, pretend it's not there for a good while and then, like, wash and then forget about it for, like, an hour and then come back, switch it, forget about it for another hour, and then come and throw it in a laundry basket. Never fold your fucking clothes because that's what heathens do. Or, as you know, heathens being responsible people. And then, uh, yeah, dishes, like... You don't have a choice. Like, it's either you do the dishes or you don't eat off of anything. Dishes are the devil. 
Indy, what's the worst chore to do around the house? See, this is this is really interesting. This is the contrast between you and me, Green. <laughs> For me, folding clothes is the devil. I hate doing it. It's so tedious. I just want to die, dude. I, I, I love a clean clothes. pile and a dirty pile. That's what I wish I could do. But a uh, girlfriend heavily disagrees. So I I, I hate folding clothes. Like I 100 oh, yeah? percent agree with you. Oh, good. Most of the you. time, I have the clothes in the laundry basket and I just leave them there. Hell yeah. Is it is it <laughs> is it bad for me to do that? Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, I we all have our own system. Yeah, yeah, and it works. Okay. <laughs> Until I need another like laundry basket, and then at that point, then I will fold the clothes and then put the dirty clothes in the laundry basket to take them downstairs. You don't want to let that build up. Yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend makes fun of me all the time because I have a clean basket and a dirty basket. Yes. Uh, and I, I do fold the clothes in the clean basket, but, okay. you know, it's also a matter of like, do I want to go hang up all of my clothes? I also don't have a dresser um, because I just haven't bought one. So it's also kind of like, I don't really have a place to put them. So I guess they just stay here. <laughs> um, I got to say, worst chore hands down i agree dishes i well, hate doing dishes i do have to mention something about laundry does anyone else have like a thing it might it might just be a, our situation with like living with people but like we get clothes that we don't own in our laundry and like no one will claim so like i have like kids clothes in my laundry that i know belong to my brother but when i ask him about them it's like, I don't know what you're talking about, those are ours. <laughs> and it's just like it's just like random shit just shows up and then a lot of shit disappears. So and then you have all those clothes that like don't fit you anymore. Or, you know, that you just you can't bring yourself to get rid of. Like you put on a few extra pounds, like you think you're gonna be able to fit in those jeans eventually after that mega paleo keto diet, and then like you know, they sit in your dresser drawer for a year and a half. You know, like, I hate laundry. Laundry sucks. But dishes are worse. Dishes are worse. I, I agree. Listen, Mr. Green, have you ever had anybody wash a candle in your washer, a glass encasement with a candle in it at that? You ever experienced that? No, but my, my fiance has a problem. She she is a nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, when she gets home from third shift, uh, she has, like, four sets of scrubs. So I had to, like, wash them, like, you know, once a week, roughly, um, and she likes to forget her pens in the oh. in, in in them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and a lot of like medical supplies, like alcohol swabs and stuff like that, like al- alcohol oh, no. wipes that are still in the package. She leaves them in her pocket all the time, and like me not liking to do laundry, I just throw them in. I don't check the pockets. Oh, same. So like, there's like one of her one of her scrub tops has like an ink stain like all over it. Because she doesn't take her pens out. It, it's a double-sided coin. That's, like it's my fault and her fault. We're just going to put it like that. That's big mm-hmm. That's big oofs. Well, guys, let us know in the comments of the YouTube video. Or if you guys are joining us live on Twitch, you guys can let us know what the worst household chore to do is. Um, if you guys also want to tweet at us, you can tweet at me, at Danny K, D-A-N-I-E-C-A-E. Uh, you can also see on screen the uh, Twitter handles of these other fine gentlemen. If you guys miss any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. Indy Falco, my yeah. friend, 
Yeah, friend. You've got a game to talk. You've got a couple games to talk about. Oh, so many. I couldn't actually get all of them. But yes, yes, I do. Yes. Let's get into uh, Song of Horror. Yeah. Um, so there was a game I've been sitting on for a long time that I think I got through Humble Bundle. Currently, it's uh, $30. It was released in 2019. Uh, I would give this a solid nine and a half out of 10. And it is just fantastic. It is an RP or not an RPG. It is a, an adventure horror game where it's in a third person mode. It's kind of like if you took Resident Evil and Silent Hill and just kind of wrapped them together and added some Eldritch Horror uh, underlining to it. It's um, it's very spoopy. The controls are very smooth, thankfully. Uh, and it is a fairly long game. You get some good hours out of it and it's worth uh, a run through. It is so, so well put together. Uh, it's one of my favorites, and I highly recommend it to everybody who wants what? any kind of spoopy game. If you've never touched it, um, it is so, so good. You need it in your life. Yeah, so, like, describe the gameplay. Like, what is this? The like? gameplay, Go ahead. It's, it's about this music box uh, that is, uh, <laughs> we'll say cursed. We'll just say cursed. And it winds up in this family after after years and years and years and years. Uh, with this collector and all sorts of strange things starts happening uh, between general spooks across the house and inevitably uh, some really spooky things happening and disappearances of people along with very strange activity. Uh, and there's there's definitely murder in it for sure. Um, and you uh, play as this this guy named Daniel, who is basically the investigator of all this. He was called upon it. Uh, and you actually have a ton of different characters you go through per chapter. There's five chapters, by the way. Um, and you switch characters per chapter and some characters carry over and some don't, especially if they die. Uh, but essentially you're trying to unravel this mystery and put a stop to it, uh, before it just consumes everything. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm looking up some stuff here. It is available for, uh, let's see the platforms, Microsoft windows, Xbox one and PlayStation four. Uh, on Steam, it currently sits at twenty nine ninety nine. It looks like, according to Steam DB, it has uh, gone on sale for um, ten percent off. The recorded price was seven nineteen. That's the lowest it's gone on sale for. Oh, wow. um, for you, is this a game that you would pay that full twenty nine ninety nine for, or is this something oh, you'd yeah. wait for a sale? No, I would totally pay the full price for this. Um, it's just it's just so well done. It deserves every penny, in my opinion. It's one of my favorite horror games I've ever played. Yeah. Um, anyone interested on PC, I do have the uh, system requirements. It has a 64-bit uh, processing operating uh, processor and operating system requirement, uh, Windows 7, 8, or 10. Uh, Intel or AMD 64-bit at 2.6 gigahertz processor is required. 8 gigs of RAM. Uh, graphics card requires an NVIDIA GeForce 660 GTX or Radeon HD 7950 or similar and 25 gigs of available hard drive space. Um, so where would you stack this up to other survival horror puzzle games? Is this like, is this top tier? Is it, do you think this like earns its place among like the elite? Is this kind of like middling? Where, where would you place this? I would place this definitely up in the in the top tier, um, especially as far as Eldritch horror games go, because a lot of them are just kind of 
mostly scary, but then there's just inevitable death. And this one kind of really gets you a good balance between that struggle of just surviving. And it's just there's so many intense moments, but at the same time, there's a lot of calm, uh, assuming you're not being too noisy, uh, as you're exploring through the various um, houses and areas uh, within the chapters. So it's and it's just so well put together. It's just top tier to me. It's top tier to me. If you like any of the old Silent Hill games or Resident Evil games uh, with the fixed camera and all that stuff, I mean, it is right on point, uh, except more fluid, thankfully, because of the uh, updated or modernized controls and whatnot. Yeah, those uh, those tank controls, I'm sure, are, are not fun to deal with uh, now in the modern age. Um, you said you said something interesting to me that uh, you called it Eldritch. Is this kind of like Lovecraftian? Is yes. this yeah yeah oh yeah there's even uh i think there's actually a difficulty setting called lovecraft and i think it's the hardest setting so yeah it's definitely definitely along those lovecraft lines for sure uh as far as the spoopiness i don't know as far as like the books or anything i don't know if it's like directly in line with it but it definitely uh has inspiration from it when you turn it on to lovecraft mode does it just start calling you racial slurs is that the deal i certainly hope not because that would be very unfortunate and enraging <laughs> but as far as i know uh it's just much more threatening i assume through the chapters uh with the the perils and danger and especially tricks the game plays off your curiosity a lot it's, it's kind of a jerk kind of a jerk <laughs> kind of a jerk okay so that is horror i'm never curious <laughs> it's like no no thank you it's pass hard pass it's, it's spooky dude it's spooky i imagine green like if there's like a game with like an alternate ending or like you could just where you just like run away like at the first chance <laughs> green around. would probably get that yeah <laughs> achievement unlocked pussy <laughs> <laughs> the monster even comes out it's like what are you doing Come on, don't like, come back. <laughs> just want to be your friend. That monster would be so disappointed. <laughs> Dude, like we had a whole thing planned here. Are you really going to do this to us? <laughs> um, okay, so that was Song of Horror. You think it's worth the twenty nine ninety nine? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, excellent. Um, this next one... Please don't torment me with the details. It's Tormented Souls. Oof. Oh, that's fine. Uh, that yeah, so this one's bad. pretty cool. It's it's kind of... It's a little... The only thing I don't like is it's really rough around the character animations and the dialogue. It is like... I don't know if I can say the words, but it's... Uh, it's like a really... God, it's just not good. But the rest of the game is actually a lot of fun. It's very spoopy. It actually takes a lot of the same inspiration. I think more from Silent Hill than anything. Uh, but it has that same fixed angle, uh, free motion control, no tank controls, which is great. Um, but it's very fluid, especially when going between the fixed cameras in the game. Um, they do a lot of really good camera work in it, like all sorts of angles and twists and turns and like twisting from through certain hallways and stuff. It's great. Um, but this is essentially about some uh, girl who has uh, found this photo uh, of these twins. She kind of has like this psychic punch in her brain. Uh, and essentially she goes looking in this manner, gets knocked out, uh, wakes up in a tub with a tube down her throat and a missing eyeball. And then she's like, man, I should figure this out. And so she tries to. 
so you essentially explore this this gigantic mansion, uh, kind of in a Resident Evil fashion. It's pretty big, uh, or a mental asylum. I'm sorry, mental institution. Um, and it uh, it has some really gross and creepy creatures and creepy and gory findings along the way. The fighting mechanics are pretty cool. They're pretty okay. Uh, like I said, the some of the enemy and character animations are kind of stiff. It should be a little more fluid, which is a bummer. But nonetheless, it is very spoopy because there is a uh, kind of a, a struggle between trying to keep things lit so A, you can see them, and B, so that the darkness does not take you uh, and I guess kill you or absorb you or something. Something in there grabs you if you stay in the dark too long. Um, so you have to kind of struggle with keeping staying near some kind of light source and otherwise fighting off creatures that are chasing you and slashing you with weird claws and other stuff. Um, but yeah, it's a really good game so far. Uh, <laughs> other than the story and stuff, I'd probably give it like a seven, seven and a half somewhere in there. But I enjoy it because it is uh, delightfully spoopy. I love it. How would you rate the attractiveness of the main character? Uh, 11 out of 10. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Even with the missing eyeball, still 11 out of 10. I'm guessing you're looking. Uh, no, I was, I was watching you yesterday. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. You, you kept saying. Yeah, it is a, it's a very it broke, broke the brackets. Yep. um so the game is available on playstation 5 4 xbox series x and s nintendo switch and microsoft windows uh checking steam real quick uh it looks like it is currently retailing for 19.99 and has not gone on sale um so i guess the question is 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 it worth that 19.99 to you or is this a game that people should wait for sale and this is hard for me because I'm used to older games where it was like 50, 60 bucks, but you just got a full fledged, you know, minimum eight hour game out of whatever you were playing. But for this, it's it's really well done so far, aside from the stiff mechanics that I mentioned. Um, 20 bucks seems like it's low, but at the same time, it's mm, man, I wish it, I just wish they could have put a little more effort in. So it's kind of hard for me to say I'm on the fence with this one for that $20. For me, I think I would, I'm okay with it. Uh, for anybody else, I don't think I would wait for a sale, honestly. Maybe maybe a $13.15 is probably a better price for this. Interesting. Interesting. $13 or $15 for this you think is better? Um... I, th- I think so. I think so. Okay. Uh, the, the gameplay, I'm kind of curious. Uh, do you, would it translate well? I, I guess how I should ask, how did you play it? Were you on PC or were you on one of the other systems? I was on PC. Uh, I used the controller for that and Song of Horror. Um, unless I'm doing like FPS games, I typically don't use a mouse and keyboard, but I just use a controller and it played, played very nicely. It was very smooth. Uh, I haven't really run into any rough parts yet. It's all just buttery smooth. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and I'm so, I'm apologizing if I'm going to make you uh, kind of repeat yourself here, but how was the horror with this game? Was it? So, mm, go ahead. It's, it's not as scary a song of horror, in my opinion, but it still has plenty of spoopy moments. Uh, there, you can hear creatures through walls, actually, so it can kind of unnerve you and make you a little uncomfortable because you'll go into this room with this fixed camera angle and you're like, Oh, God, where's that noise coming from? It sounds close. And uh, if you hear very loud clanking, which is usually metal claws or something horrific to stab you with, uh, that probably means something's in that room. 
Um, so it kind of keeps you on edge. And especially there's so many rooms that don't have light and all you can do is hold a lighter. Like it's like one item at a time kind of thing. So um, it really keeps you on edge. It's good. There's a couple of jump scares, but they're not that bad. Um, not just not as scary, but it's still mm -hmm. spoopy and enjoyable, especially if you like anything spoopy at all. Yeah. How would you like what what kind of genre is this? Is this like body horror? Is this like Lovecraftian cosmic horror? Is this uh This is definitely definitely body horror. Mm -hmm. If we're gonna yeah, if you focus on the gore for sure. Think Silent Hill and and the weird uh the weird creatures like just strapped by their skin to like fences, just blood. Sometimes you just find body parts. Definitely a body horror thing. I mean you wake up with a missing eye and she even looks in her empty eye socket. It's pretty it's pretty gross. Yeah. So some psychological, some body horror. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Green, anything you want to ask? Mention? Not really. I, you, know, you explained it pretty well from what I've watched. Uh, not again. Not my cup of tea. So. <laughs> uh, Green, how many likes in order to get you to to play one of these games? Oh man, sign um, me up. I'm already gonna go ahead and say. Oh, come on. No to Song of Horror. <laughs> to get me to play Tormented Souls, I would probably need the YouTube video to get 60 likes. Oh. 60 yeah. likes? 60 likes. Wow, you're setting the bar really high. Yeah. <laughs> you're setting... Uh, that... I mean, it's obtainable. It's obtainable. It's obtainable. We've close. 60 likes oh, 60, or 60 likes yeah 60 views 60 views okay yeah yeah at least at least i don't want to say i don't what, know how many likes how about uh how about 15 likes mm, no that just seems too low to me seems too low to me chief mm. what if we do uh 60 views and 15 likes then you get okay. a play, then you play Torments okay. and Souls. All right, we'll do that. Excellent, guys! If you want to see Green Elite play Tormented Souls, sixty views, fifteen likes on the video. I don't, I, I can't stress this enough. I do not like horror games. Mm. Period. Oh, this At is gonna all. be good. None. <laughs> Nothing. Call of Duty did like a box opening scare thing last Halloween. It scared the piss out of me every fucking time. So it, it it's awful. I don't do it. It's not me. It's not. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's no for me. You gotta really earn it. You guys heard him. Y'all y'all need to earn it. That's the goal. Um, sixty views, fifteen likes. You won't. On the video. Yeah. You won't. Bet you guys won't. Y'all y'all couldn't get me to play uh, Cuckold Simulator. That's on you. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't do it. They couldn't. What about do uh? It. What about Boyfriend Dungeon? Looks pretty dope. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon's a legitimate game, though. Cuckold Simulator is. Cuckold hey, Simulator now, is. Uh, if you ask oh. Zombie Potion, that <laughs> Cuckold Simulator is a real game, sir. <laughs> Chocolaw just came in the chat. Not my fault if you play it every day already. Fuck, dude, that hurt. <laughs> ooh, ooh, hitting low. Wow. Hitting real low. Uh, Indie Falco. <laughs> yeah. 
you got another game you want to talk about. Uh, it's more of an update. I do. It's so good. So uh, I'm sure some of you have probably heard of Phasmophobia because it's been out for a hot minute. It's been pretty popular. It's a really cool ghost hunting game, especially if you're ghost hunting with your buds. Uh, it aims to be, I don't know, kind of like a simulation, but more a little more on the fun and deadly side and less on the boring, I'm going to wander through this asylum for 80 years and nothing happens side, if that makes sense. Uh, but Phasmophobia has had some huge updates, and it is basically just a different game, honestly. I don't even want to play it now anymore. Like, it's terrifying. It's borderline. It it's borderline it roguelike now. It's crazy. Uh, but it's 14 bucks currently. Uh, I think it's gone on sale for lower before. Um, but it was released in 2020. Uh, they've been hanging out ever since. Uh, and I think they've seen Ghost Hunter Corpse, and they were like, man, they're doing cool stuff. Let me just... And then they just threw all these updates out. Updated mo models, volumetric lighting. Um, added, uh, like, I think two extra ghosts now. Uh, they changed a lot of the sound effects and everything. So it's practically a brand new Phasmophobia. It's crazy. It's mortifying. It's aggressive. The ghosts are so aggressive. It's insane. I've never yeah. had a mission so far where one person didn't die. And we're pros. I'm almost level 900, dude. <laughs> I played the game once before this patch. I don't want to play it again. Like ever it's, since the update. It's intense. And they were seen a lot of doors open. It's really scary. Uh, but yeah, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's worth every penny. I don't care if this game was $40. It's worth every penny to me. Uh, but more specifically, if you have friends to play with, um, because it is like weirdly just a fun social game because it's like going to a haunted house with your buds and just getting jump scared together almost. Uh, and, so it's got that charm VR to capability. It. Yes, that is right. There is VR. VR makes me sick. But God, I just want to live in Phasma with VR, but I will keep my brains out. So I got to work on that. <laughs> So real quick, uh, you mentioned the game has gone on sale before. Yeah, its lowest recorded price is eleven eighty nine, fifteen percent off from its thirteen ninety nine MSRP. Um, what are some of the specific? You mentioned volumetric lighting. Um, there's a few other things, but what are some other specific updates that they made to this game? Ah, so they added uh, a couple new ghosts, the Gorio and the Myling. Uh, I think the miling is so they, they like I said, they changed the sound effects. So a lot of the ghosts make really weird throat sounds or sometimes they hum uh, the Freddy Krueger song. Um, or there's a variation of like different like breathing as well. Uh, there's still the footsteps. I think those are more or less the same. Um, but the miling actually is a much quieter ghost. Uh, the ghosts activate within four seconds. They can't be seen until they're actually active, uh, which is terrifying because you can be in a room, see lights flash, and you don't know where the ghost is. And then three to four seconds later, boom, it's there and it's active and chasing you. Um, so there's that, which is one of the scariest parts, because even if you know it's in that room, you just probably won't see it until it's too late. And if you can't hear it because it's quiet, you're pretty much dead. Or if it runs like 100 miles an hour like a Revenant, because Revenants love me. Uh, but they added that. They added the Goryeo. The Goryeo's weird. Um, not super fancy, but it's also really easy to identify. Um, but you can only really see the ghost if you have a video camera uh, or a dots projector out so you can see the ghost go through it. So he's kind of invisible. Um, but they have that. They have a sprint mechanic now. So you run at the old quote unquote sprinting speed, but now you can hold shift and or, you know, whatever, if you're using a controller, I guess it's like probably the 
control stick or something. Uh, and you can sprint for three seconds, and then you can recover after that in five seconds. Very good for kiting, uh, but it will only do but so much, unfortunately. Um, that and the volumetric lighting, they updated uh, the brightness of things. They added the dots projector, which is this cool little device you set on the ground. Makes like a, a spherical area of green dots to help you kind of see a silhouette of a ghost on occasion. Uh, which is creepy on its own because it just runs through and sometimes it runs and then plops in the ground and then crawls. It's absolutely crazy. Um, it's very quick. Um, yeah, I mean, they just change all the sound effects. The models for all the equipment are updated. It's it's gorgeous, man. I just want to live there now. Live in Spooksville forever. The uh, audio in the spirit boxes oh. are absolutely terrifying. It is, now. yes. Uh, and there's new phrases that the ghosts say. Uh, there's various, there's varial, um, a bunch of different voices. I cannot say the word. I'm tongue-tied, apparently. Um, it's, man, it's great. The updates are fantastic. It is very aggressive, though, so it feels more like a roguelike now, uh, but a really scary one. So, again, highly recommend. Uh, 25,000 out of 10. It's a great game with friends. So, quick question in the chat from The Zombie Potion. How spoop is it on a scale of 1 to Halloween? If it's your first time, you will probably poop. If it is your 40th time playing, you may still poop uh, your pants. What if Anytime, you're green? If you're green, you might actually die. <laughs> if he doesn't like horror games, I, uh, I couldn't see him playing Phasmo, but he should. Everybody mm. should. <laughs> Anything else that we want to add on to, on to this conversation? Anything? Anything no. else we want to add to Phasmo? I don't like talking about horror games, so... Just <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we can move on. Mm -hmm. um, Alright, yeah. Indy, you've got one more thing, and then we'll probably ha uh, take a break here in a minute. Um, tell us about Isaiah's CreatiBot. So this was brought up to me by my bud, Casual Knowledge, who's got me into streaming to begin with years ago. Um, but he mentioned this and showed it to me, and I'm like, oh, my God, every streamer should use this, even if it's just a teeny tiny bit. Um, so I haven't been very happy with channel points for Twitch. They don't really do everything I want them to do, and that it's just such a bummer. And there's no audio notification for me normally, uh, which is also a bummer, because then I have to, like, stare at a queue off to my side and try to remember you know, 30 times a stream and I just, man, I suck at it, right? Um, so there's this Isaiah's Creative Bot that he showed me. And what this is, is it actually, it's a um, feature that, it's a web app that ties in to your channel points, but it also lets you do all sorts of things with those channel points. Basically, you just make whatever reward for your chat, right? And then you go into the dashboard on this Creative Bot and you can add extra features to it, like video, audio. Uh, you can do text-to-speech. I mean, all sorts of stuff. And it's a free tool. It is a website. Go to it, bookmark it, and I'll put it in chat for everybody. Um, it is a 1,000% worth using. Uh, it looks a little tricky at first. Like, for me, it was overwhelming because I've only looked at it for maybe, like, 20 minutes because I've been so busy. Uh, but it looks incredibly useful. Uh, so I highly recommend using this uh, if you are a Twitch streamer. I think it only currently supports Twitch. I think that's the only option right now. Uh, but hopefully there'll be more support for other platforms soon. Um, we will see. 
but yeah, it's uh, there is a, a paid option um, if you want unrestricted. Uh, well, no restrictions, basically, on almost everything, including a much larger storage. So that is a thing. But if you're not going to use it for that much stuff, you don't need that. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely worth using. Uh, it might actually replace my current bots. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm looking at this. There's some of it where it's like uh, timing yourself out or timing someone else out. I find that interesting. Um, I use Touch Portal to run a lot of my channel point stuff. Mm -hmm. um, like it can play audio, it can play video and stuff like that. Um, without a lot of restrictions. So I guess sell me on this. Like, should I move from Touch Portal to CreatiBot? It's hard for me to say because I I'm not familiar with Touch Portal, <laughs> so I don't know. Gotcha. Um, if, if you've got your bases covered, I wouldn't worry about it. But if you're looking for something for free, that's basically another overlay you put in your uh, OBS software or whatever you're using, mm -hmm. right there, easy peasy. Does my audio SF F, SFX stay? Oh, your sound effects? Yes. Does my sound effects stay? I don't know why they would disappear. Okay. I want I want that to stay forever <laughs> and ever. I think I think I think that's definitely possible. Easy. Okay. GG. Yeah. <laughs> Does my my ex mark exclamation mark Mr. Nelly in uh in Indy Falco channel is bent. <laughs> that's pretty great. I love it. Uh yeah, those will stay as long as I can help it. Uh they might be carried over. We'll see. Okay, so this is definitely like a like a tool for streamers that you think should they should check out. Absolutely. At least play around with it. I mean, it's free. It's right there. Figure out its limits. It's I mean, you can it seems like you can do a lot with it. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm pretty excited about it. And plus it makes channel points so uh, suck less, a lot less. Which I'm happy <laughs> about. Yeah. Excellent. 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 Um anything else we want to add to this conversation? We good? I'm good. I think so. All right, let's take a quick break, guys. We'll be back in two minutes. We've got a whole news roundup, and then we've got 2DCon to talk about. Thanks for listening to the podcast. This year, I'm bringing you guys even more merch, featuring a simple black design with our new logo. Get a classic eco tee for $18. Stay warm and cozy with our classic crew neck sweatshirt for $20. And stay cool with our tank tops for only $15. And of course, it wouldn't be a new merch lineup without some mugs. Get our new mug for $10 and brand and new to our merch lineup, get a 20-ounce stainless steel tumbler for only $20. Prices subject to Teespring fees, plus shipping and handling. For more information, see the link in the episode description. All right, we are back. Sorry, I, I fumbled with buttons there. Um, so there was a lot of, like, little pieces of news that kind of just, like, works with things that we've been talking about. So uh, let's go on ahead and like do a whole ass news roundup for for like a bunch of things that that got and like revealed and announced this week. Uh, Random up, partner. <laughs> yeah. Um. So no. starting out, we have Western Digital hard drive changes. 
Uh, Western Digital is a hardware manufacturer that we don't really talk about that often. They don't make a lot of headlines, but apparently when they do, it's not for great things. Um, it was revealed last week that a newer version of their popular WD Blue SN550 SSD will uh, be going through some changes and not necessarily for the better. Um... According to Xperview, a Chinese site, the new version of the hard drive um, that was manufactured this year in July was riding at speeds of 390 megabits per second after device, uh, after uh, the drive's cache had been filled up down from 610 megabits a second during sustained use that other outlets had clocked after its initial release. Um, according to several sources, this isn't the first time they've been caught uh, changing hardware and playing with specifications, which is not a great thing for people uh, who would go purchase those devices and components uh, after release. Um, the change in speed is due to a change in components. Uh, a Western Digital spokesperson told Ars Technica that the company had replaced the NAND flash and updated the firmware. Um, they also released a statement saying, quote, For greater transparency going forward, if we make a change to an existing internal SSD, we commit to introducing a new model number whenever any related published specifications are impacted. We value our customers and are committed to providing the best possible solutions for their data storage needs. End quote. So, yeah, basically, long and short of it, Western Digital made a change. Uh, it wasn't a good change. It actually uh, downgraded the product. They got caught doing it and uh, are saying that they're not going to do it again without changing product numbers. Um, this one is really interesting to anyone who's been following our conversations surrounding uh, Apple App Stores, Epic, uh, the Epic versus Apple lawsuit, and and similar and stories related to uh, their commissions. A class action lawsuit, which was representing U.S. app developers against Apple, was settled for $100 million last week. The lawsuit, which focused on Apple's policy of disallowing app developers from pointing customers away from on-platform payments, will change that policy and also creates a fund for app developers. The $100 million, or otherwise known uh, by its Apple PR trademarked uh, name, will be, quote, Small Developer Assistance Fund, and will be split among small developers who earned $1 million or less for, get this, for all of their apps in every calendar year in which the developers had an account between June 4th, 2015 and April 6th, 26th, 2021. <sighs> so very uh, I don't know how many app developers are going to get a slice of that pie but it's available to them there um, some other wins for developers include a promise to keep Apple um, sorry and a promise to keep the App Store small business program, which allows devs who earn less than $1 million a year to apply for a reduced 15% commission fee from their sales. Apple will publish an annual transparency report about the App Store. Devs can set more than 500 price points for subscriptions, in-app purch in purchases, and paid apps. Apple is committing to keeping the current app store search system in place and they will add an unspecified amount of additional information about the app appeals process in the app review website 
Um, this one, I do want to get like a quick, like one minute hot take or uh, uh, one sentence hot take from you guys. Uh, Indy Falco, one sentence hot take. Let's go. Oh, God. What, on Western Digital or? On uh, Apple. Oh, on Apple. See, I'm just not a fan of Apple. <laughs> but the fact that they're they're giving a, a 15% bonus to smaller developers, that's, uh, or a cut, I should say, uh, that's pretty great. It's pretty cool. How long would it last, though? Well, so the whole thing really is more about, like, app developers being allowed to tell people that they can mm. subscribe or buy purchases sure. off of the platform. Hmm. Right. So it's like they can say, hey, if you want to uh, get cheaper, get a cheaper subscription, visit our website. That's the big thing here. I mean, I'm all for some freedom. So, yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> Not a huge fan of uh, Apple either. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. No, more freedom, the better. Green. One minute hot. Uh, one sentence hot take. One sentence hot take. Fuck Apple. <laughs> Damn. It's easy. It's a easy. fellow man of culture. That's easy. <laughs> mark it on uh, your bingo just, cards. Yeah, mark it on your bingo cards <laughs> that no one's ever turned in. But uh yeah, a Apple. Um I'm, I'm I'm surprised that they settled. But then again, not surprised that they settled. But I mean this can only mean good things for both uh uh consumers with Apple products as well as developers. Uh, uh, of apps for said Apple products. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on, Netflix uh, last Thursday announced its first test of video of its video game uh, program, which we talked about a couple weeks, uh, releasing two games for Android users in Poland. Uh, the games are on uh, both Stranger Things titles, being Stranger Things 1984 and Stranger Things 3. They are also being um, downloaded and installed, not streamed, like many people speculated. Uh, Netflix is stressing that this is a first step and that it is committed to bringing games free of ads and in-app purchases to customers. Um, quick little take from me on this. I find this really interesting, seeing as it needs to be downloaded and installed. That means that they might be struggling to get onto iOS unless the games get listed as uh, free on the App Store and you have to log into them to access your Netflix account or log into them, log into your Netflix account to access them. Um, also, I know like you guys can go see our episode of the Vendachi where I kind of lay out my predictions. I really hope my predictions come true. Not only do I want to be um, right and smart, but also I think it's just a great idea that like maybe they just have party games that you can access on your fucking smart TV. That'd be pretty dope. Ah, uh, come on, come on. I want to play Jackbox on my Roku TV. It's not that hard to do. Come on. <laughs> um, let's uh, real quick green. Um, I kind of feel like they're riding that Stranger's thing, the Stranger Things thing. A lot thing, 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 things. I don't know. I it, like. I'm I'm excited to see what Netflix games does. Uh, uh, hopefully, it's not something that's like super tanky, like. Uh, Stadia was, or what Stadia could have been. I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, the, uh, the big difference here is that it's not it's not Stadia because it's not being downloaded or it's not being yeah. streamed, right? It's not being streamed. They're installing the device. They're installing the game on the device locally. Yeah. 
But I mean, what's to say they don't do that in the future? True. True, true, true. You know, especially through the Netflix app on, on say, smart TVs and uh, cheaper laptops and uh, cell phones and stuff like that. So, true. I don't know. Well, it'll be interesting to see how Netflix evolves with their with their gaming category. Um, but you heard it here first. Netflix is going to get a streaming section. Hmm. I could see some games getting streamed, like small, like party games. Like I said, like if they have like a whole party games or social games section. Oh no no! I mean, you're you're a saying streamer AAA. section. No, I'm saying a streamer section, like Twitch. Oh, they're gonna do a live streaming. Ah, uh, I got you. Exactly. You heard it here first. Interesting. Falco, Indy. Uh, I mean, I gotta, I gotta agree, Mr. Green. This, this, they're gonna start getting that gaming. They might start getting that streaming too, and that, uh, that'd be great. That's publicity for streamers. I mean, what's, what's bad about that, right? Uh, but who knows? Maybe it's, maybe it's like a huge pay-in, or I don't know how it's gonna operate. Yeah, I, w- I would have to say with the with Netflix, like if they did live streaming, um, the biggest issue I could see with that being a streamer on there mm-hmm. is that you know there's a paywall to watch paywall. the content. You know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but also, uh, the gaming section, I mean, that sounds great. I think that'll hit a good demographic. I don't know if it'd work for me, because uh, I'm pretty addicted to PC and everything's just kind of there and pretty easy for me to set up and just boop for people to play. Um, but I think certain demographics that might not have that versatility available in their home uh, I think it'll be super beneficial, and I think they'll probably love it. And Stranger Things, they're milking the crap out of it. But oh, yeah, I, love, I love Stranger Things so much. So that kind of applies to me, too. <laughs> Kids I on bikes, only, dude. It's like the best I, category. <laughs> I haven't gotten through all the Stranger Things. I'm like, I don't, I don't like, I don't know. I just like, I watched most of season one, and I kind of mm-hmm. just fell off. Understandable, man. It's not for everybody. I just love that uh, Kids on Bikes sci fi uh, Steven Spielberg appeal to it. It's just. So good for me. They got me, man. They got me. Uh, Honestly, I, think, I, I don't I think, think it was okay. like, I don't think it was disinterest. I think it was more of a mm. uh, distraction. No, my password to my shared Netflix account was changed, and then I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't like. Once I got it back, I didn't like pick interest back up. Kind of uh, okay, sure. <laughs> that'll uh, yeah, okay, that'll do it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, the next part of the news roundup, Windows 11 compatibility updates. Uh, as we discussed when Windows 11 was announced, there's a lot of confusion and panic around Windows 11 compatibility with some computer hardware, which Microsoft has provided an update and some clarity on. Uh, things are on, on fire. Things are on fire. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for some, this uh, the first generation of AMD Zen processors will not be compatible with Windows 11. Quote, after carefully analyzing the first generation of AMD Zen processors in partnership with AMD, together we concluded that there was no additions to the supported CPU list, they said in a blog post. Um, Everything that they did add to the compatibility list were all from the Intel 7th generation core series, such as the i7-7820HQ, i5-7640X, and the i9-7980XE. And of course, this is not an extensive list, extensive list. 
So be sure to check their blog for your specific CPU if I didn't mention it just now. And that's if you want to go to Windows 11. True. I'm still on the fence. Yes, they did also reveal that it will be coming this October. That the update will be coming this October. Uh, It'll be a free update for Windows 10 users if you're compatible. Um, I don't know. I haven't quite figured out if I'm going to upgrade right away or... Maybe I'll wait for the reviews and maybe or hold out. I mean, eventually I'm gonna have to, right? Whether it's a new PC or it's um, or some sort of security thing. They've also there were some like threats from Microsoft that they're like, well, we might not be supporting uh, security features on Windows 10 for very long, but they also no. supported security features on Windows 7 for so long because users bullied them into doing it. So I don't know how <laughs> there's not a lot of weight to that threat. <laughs> the biggest thing, biggest thing I say is uh, for Windows 11, like I would wait at least a month or two to switch over simply because like a lot of games, like as a gamer, a lot of games are like tailored to Windows 10 and Linux and stuff like that. So you don't know if there's going to be any bugs with the changeover. So it's like a, it's a, a big thing. If you're, you know, your PC is just a gaming PC and all you use it for is games. You know, that could you know derail your, your whole gaming experience. So just something to think about. Yeah. That's very valid. That's very valid. Um, Thank you for validizing me, baby. Yeah. So that's it for the news roundup. Is there anything else? I guess, uh, Indy, was there anything you wanted to add to the uh, Windows 11 conversation? Oh, sure. Uh, I struggle enough with Windows updates uh, screwing me every time they happen for various reasons, but mostly because they mess streaming and gaming up for me uh, almost every time. And it is a it's a struggle bus and I hate it. So I don't know why I would ever trust a new version of Windows day one. That seems crazy to me. I'll probably wait like a year on that uh, or as long as I can uh, until it's very stabilized uh, or hopefully very stabilized. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, bugs freak me out, too. I don't like that idea that Mr. Green. Um, I think I, I might do it on my stream PC. Yeah, you're brave. And then have, yeah. And then we well, my stream PC literally just does does the stream processing. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. I, I I could do like a differences between ten and eleven kind of thing. Yeah, because the the gaming PC will stay Windows ten for at least a few months. So I think just to make choice. sure there's no bugs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Got you. Got you. So that's our news roundup. I, I think we should get into uh, the thing that a lot of people are here for, and that is our time at 2DCon. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. This was uh, so 2DCon is uh, Minnesota's largest video game and esports event. Um, it was really convenient. It's a three hour drive, four hour drive from kind of closer to four hour drive for me uh like a three-hour drive for green elite to get there um it was held at the hyatt regency in minneapolis which uh was a gorgeous hotel gorgeous hotel um this year we decided only to go on saturday which i don't know about you green um i feel like next year we definitely need to go friday and saturday yeah yeah 100 percent 
Um, if not all three days. If not right. all three days, yeah. Um, not because necessarily they we we missed um the meetup. We missed missed the Twitch meetup. Um, and there's other things that I also wanted to check out and like see panels and stuff like that. Uh, that were on like Friday. Um, but yeah, so we went Saturday this year. Um. And uh, I, I don't know, I can't, I'll just kind of go through the whole thing, like what was there, what we did. And Green, you can just stop me anytime you want to add something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so for our group, the market and the arcade were the two biggest locations. Um, there were also some panels in esports. We actually didn't go to any panels. Um, none of them really seemed interesting. And we also had other plans and other people who weren't necessarily super interested in the con with us. Um, when it came to the esports stuff, we did sit and watch the uh, Rocket League finals, which were really fun. Um, and they seemed like they had a pretty tight show that they were running when it came to the esports stuff. Um, like, there wasn't, like, it wasn't loose. They had good commentators who were really entertaining, who were really, you know, they were kind of hamming it up. Uh, which was fun. You know, it's fun It's fun when commentators want to ham it up and not be super serious esports boys, right? Um, and I would say if you haven't watched esports, like, in a live setting, definitely something to check out because I've not been, like, a huge esports fan. But being, like, in the auditorium and watching people play Rocket League, where you can see the players and you can see the screens and you you know you're there with the other people. It's fun, right? It's it's the difference between watching a live football game and watching it, uh, you know, at home on the TV, right? Um, the arcade was filled with uh, land stations where I saw people playing Warzone, Apex, and League. Were there uh, other? People playing like what? What other games did you uh, see on land? I saw some Spider-Man games. Uh, I saw uh, Dota Two, and I think World of Warcraft. There was like a few computers. So I saw a few people playing World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Mm. Yeah. Oh, uh, real quick, I will mention um, the event did have vaccination like screenings. Um, I believe that you also had to come in if you weren't vaccinated you had to come in with a, t a recent test and masks were required the entire time and i don't think i saw that i think i saw like one person not wearing a mask correctly maybe two but like everyone was wearing their masks um so i will give hats off to 2d con for the time that we were there and everyone was wearing masks like no one like there was not an incident in my head that stuck out where like someone made a scene or wasn't wearing a mask. Good on them. I don't know how they manage that. <laughs> Cuz Walmart can't even get you to fucking show up with a mask. I mean Walmart's um, a completely different breed of people. True. <laughs> I don't even shop at Walmart. Yeah. But I, like um like a shopping mall can't get you can't get people to do it, <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, if you paid $45 for it, like, prefer your tickets for the weekend, I would certainly hope that you're willing to follow the rules. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to get kicked out after spending $45 to get into a place. That's that's a, a concert ticket. So, yeah. Um, 
There was, uh, in the arcade, there was also some retro stations set up. Uh, I played some Time Crisis 2 on the PS2 for a bit, which is fun. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Um, yeah, they had, like, uh, so the, the arcade was kind of split up into, like, three zones or four zones. Like, you had the actual arcade machines, which kind of had its own, like, sub-zones. They, there were some pinball machines. There was um, some rhythm games, a lot of imported uh uh, Japanese um, arcade machines, um, and then there was like an entire section of retro. Uh, there's an entire section of like retro um, machines, and then you had like the land stations and the PCs, and then a, like another section you had um, consoles and like retro consoles and stuff like that set up. Uh, so I think there was, uh, there's for sure like PS2s. There were, uh, I want to say there's like some GameCube set up. Um, and then further over was the Indie Island, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, there's also like a VIP section where like. Sponsored we, by the Minnesota Rockers. Yeah. Um, which like it looked like you could get like free Red Bull and stuff in there, but you had to pay for a VIP ticket, and I'll be honest, it looked a little lame. <laughs> Not to be mean. A lot of Aww. a lot of cosplayers there too. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they did a cosplay co- uh, contest, I think, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a, a a little lifeline, you know, from Apex, which was really cool. Oh uh, like yeah, that. there's a yeah a little. Like, she had to be like eight. Uh, oh no! I think she had, had. She was older than that. I'm, was she? I'm sure she was like twelve-ish. Twelve-ish. Okay. Yeah, she was a little too tall to be eight. I barely remember. I like saw her and I'm like, oh, and then like looked away uh, because I was playing a game. <laughs> and, and then I also found out during during the con that uh, Danny is a Baraka slut. <laughs> we we did more one. We did play uh, uh, on an old uh, Mortal Kombat uh, arcade machine, and I kicked his Mortal ass. Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, beautiful. I beat you once with Liu Kang. True. I think, do we, were, yeah. what do we do, tie 50-50? I think, we, yeah, we tied up 50-50, so. Nice. Um, but, yeah, there was, uh, like I said, some retro uh, pinball machines, some retro arcade machines. Uh, there's a TMNT Um battle toads and some uh imports that were there as well um he said there's pinball machines were for sale too yeah um which like there was a uh the mandalorian pinball machine and i i i i I should you not if i had four grand to pay for that (laughs) pinball machine i would have bought it because i like pinball machines pinball machines are fun they're cool they're exciting they're flashy and like who doesn't like playing pinball Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get to transcend yeah. through time and you get to just see all that beauty. It's just all yeah. noises, everything, man. It's magic. Yeah, one of the one of there was like a company that brought like a bunch of pinball machines there that were, were for sale. So Yeah. Um there were uh rhythm games, a lot of imports from Japan. Yeah, um, we played that Gundam game. Oh fantastic. Yeah, there was a um a Gundam arcade machine with four stations on it, so you could do teams of two, two v two. Uh, we got our asses handed to us by some, uh, like 13 year olds <laughs> who absolutely destroyed us. They, they, oh, they, us. Down oh, they knew dirty. they practiced. <laughs> 
Dude, I'm glad I didn't put money on it because they would have fucking took my wallet. <laughs> to be fair, to be sharks, fair, man, you got to be careful. <laughs> to be fair, they like the whole uh, system was in Japanese. <laughs> True. There were, a f- there were no English voice lines. Um, and we had like the first round we played, we were figuring out fucking controls. True. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the second round was a better match. However, they still did dick us. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I literally just chose my character. I'm like, oh, I recognize that one from Iron Blooded or- Orphans. That's how I chose my character. I'm like, oh, that's uh, the main like Gundam fighter from Iron Blooded Orphans in his uh, Gundam Barbados. So I'm just going to go with that one. I saw one and I'm like, oh, this one's pretty. I'll pick this one. <laughs> this one looks cool. This one looks badass. I'll pick this one. This one looks like it could do some fucking damage. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then there was like uh the drum like the big drum machine, um, that was there, and then a few rhythm machines where like there's like this circle with buttons, a circle of buttons with like a screen, and then like from the center it will um like emanate like uh like a beat, so you have to hit the buttons to the beat. Uh, that one was very Japanese too. Like there was an anime girl at the in- intro and everything. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, there was one that I played that was um, a DJ simulator. So you had like a row of, um, I see three rows, so twelve buttons, three rows of four. Um, and you had to hit the buttons to like a beat that like would. And the indicator like would light up and spread out the noise, right? So it would, like boo and like slow. So you had to like, as it hit the edges of the buttons screen, you had to hit it, hmm. which was pretty fun. Um, I did horribly at it, but it was it was pretty cool. So like fun to see that one. Um, there were some like basically Guitar Hero ones um, with like a full drum kit and. Um, the guitar next to it. I don't think you could play them together. At least I could, it didn't see like it did seem like you could, but uh, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of. Oh, of course, DDR. There's always gonna Gotta be a DDR. Yeah, necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like the arcade. Again, we spent a lot of time in the arcade in the market. Um, Green, you wanted to talk about your time in the market? I love the market. I fucked up in the market. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like, um, I I got persuaded by a beautiful set of D and D dice to to purchase mm-hmm. them, um, which then turned into me spiraling and buying two more sets. So I I never bought D and D dice before. I bought a set. They are it's very addicting. pretty. It is very addicting. <laughs> I already want to buy another set. So slippery slope, have fun. Yeah, it has like now spiraled into like I'm researching D and D like a lot, and I want to build a D and D table, like a digital table, and like I want to buy all the books, and I don't have any money right now, so I can't do any of those things. You know, I have a solution for that that we'll talk about later. Oh my! Yes, Um, I do have a question though. Green, are you gonna post those dice anywhere? Uh, I sent a few pictures to people. 
You should uh, you should post them on Twitter or something. So people I because I, I have this like LED light and I took a picture of the one with the uh, starlight. You know, and it looks it looks it looks pretty pretty with the light under it. So you know, I I, I might I might I might. I'm no professional photographer like Danny K, but uh, only professional when uh, people ask me to be. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, there was also a card and tabletop section of the con. Um, we only really peeked around in there quick. Uh, none of us brought like Magic the Gathering decks or Yu-Gi-Oh decks or anything like that. Um, and I think you also had to like reserve some space if you wanted to do tabletop or something like that. Um, oh, there were some people going ham in there. Yeah. Like like an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh. Straight up. Fucking, uh, uh, pot of greed. Uh, what's that card do? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I'm not a Yu-Gi-Oh nerd. I think you can draw three cards from your deck, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, No, no there, I only saw, like, one table doing Yu-Gi-Oh. The mm-hmm. rest of them are doing, like, magic and, like, Magic is an entirely different beast that I will never get into, ever. I'll be honest. Ever. I've only played Magic once. Um, an ex-girlfriend of mine like showed me how to play, and I'm like, is this really the game that people spend their entire life in life savings playing? Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that's, no. what, that's one of the biggest things that like boggled my mind is like how these like different cards can be so ungodly fucking expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I get Pokemon cards. Like, the Pokemon cards were massive, and, like, uh, they're, you know, after 20, 30 years, like, those cards, those first edition cards, like, you know, are really hard to get, and, like, Pokemon's a massive industry, but, like, Magic, I just, I don't know. I mean... I'm not going to knock anyone who spends like a buku amount of money on magic cards because like if you enjoy it, spend your money on whatever the fuck you want. Will I do it? No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, was there anything else that we wanted to talk about? Anything else we wanted to mention in regards to like what was there? Like I said, we didn't really go to any of the any of the panels, but there's like a cosplay panel. Um, there's actually a couple of cosplay panels. Uh, a live podcast was set up there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what else was set up. I think Mega Dads. Yeah, I think that was the podcast. Yeah. I'd never heard of them before. Yeah. Um, I know there's karaoke. Oh, there were some live concerts as well. Um, like the uh, Twin Cities brass band played. I think they were doing like covers of uh, video game music and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but do we unplugged. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to uh talk about the games that were there at the yeah, Indie Isle? The, the Indie Isle with Indie Falco. Oh my god, I'm so happy right now. You have no idea. We <laughs> <laughs> got a notepad open. I'm going to write these down. <laughs> yeah. So the first game we checked out, we got in there kind of early. Uh, a lot of the indie devs hadn't set up like when we first got there, so we kind of circled back around after a little while. Uh, the first game we checked out was called Johnny Chainsaw, a platformer oh. with no jumping by Finicky Fox. Uh, the demo played really well, uh, and the dev was super nice. I'm definitely going to be checking he, it out. He, he was very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sat us down. He like explained what his pro- thought process was. Mm-hmm. 
why he did what he did, like what he thinks he could do better, what he thinks he could add that would make it nice. Like he went, he was excited, and I love seeing some who's yeah, I love some who see like you see that's like excited in what they're doing. Yeah, that's passion, man. It's passion. Yeah, so the uh, the character was like a robot with chainsaw arms that used his arms to like move along the floor and walls. And so oh. you would like you would like skitter along the ground and then like climb up something and then like try to like basically use your momentum to to go from edge to edge. Right? So if there's like a if you're going like left and you need to get on a platform that's above you, it, so you'll like go up the wall and then like you know, boop, like try to like force yourself over with just momentum. That sounds fun. Sounds yeah. very fun. Yeah. And like I gave him like a my like a, opinions on a few things and like he like actually like said I'm like, Oh, that's a cool idea or you know, I thought I've been thinking about that as well. And he was like really open about his project and it was it was great. Yeah. Awesome, man. Good mentality to have. Yeah, so and you guys can wish list that on Steam right now if you're interested. Um it's Johnny Chainsaw by Finicky Fox. Yeah, it gave off almost like a getting over it vibe. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which is ironic because he said um, two weeks after he started working on his project, I think uh, that's when Getting Over It came out. Yeah. So he was like, oh, shit. Uh, which I thought, you know, ironic, but like, um, but it's not, it's not the same game. It just has like a, almost like a vibe of it. Yeah, it'll you be like a certain vibe. Yeah, and it'll be kind of one of those things where it'll, it'll be a, it's a frustration platformer. <laughs> for sure <laughs> um the next game that i wanted to talk about was called fitment it's an exercise mobile game being described by the devs as a cross between duolingo meets animal crossing um and it's an app that will remind you to do micro workouts and reward you with in-game items Ooh, that sounds incredibly healthy yeah, yeah so the whole idea was that like it's small um, small workouts, small rewards um, to get you in the habit of exercising, especially if you're someone who lives a stagnant lifestyle. I will also say, they gave me a cute little phone stand and some stickers. The devs were also super nice and sweet. Nice. Um, they were fantastic. They like sat down and like described the whole thing to me. We, we actually had a discussion because one thing that we've wanted to do on the show for a little bit has been um, has green skinny. not necessarily wrong it was um workout games because i was getting tired of first off i've gotten way out of working out um a specimen of a a man needs to be fit at all times (laughs) (laughs) um but like i got i was getting really tired of my workout routine and wanted a way to refresh it and i was like researching fitness games and i wasn't finding anything that was interesting like the only one we found like green and i found like we were discussing it over discord like trying to find stuff um and yeah you you recommended me a super fucking rude video game i didn't recommend it i didn't recommend it there's a difference between saying hey we should look at this and possibly review it for the show and recommending okay we looked at it. It was called Burn Your Fat With Me. There's two versions of it. 
one a male with one, and a female a male yeah. and a female where like basically your husband or a wife who negs you into working out and all you can do is fucking crunches unless you pay money oh <laughs> that's terrible yeah. <laughs> oh, um the worst so yeah i'm actually really interested in this i signed up for the beta testing or the play testing uh program i really hope i can get in i think it looks dope um i also got some cute little stickers from them too uh, the last one that I wanted to talk about, and then Green, I'll let you talk about some of the games that you you saw there. Um, I had a conversation with a dev of a new tabletop RPG called They Stirred, which has a quick start guide available on itch.io for $1. It's a zombie survival RPG that is pretty rules light, according to the dev. Um, I'm going to pick it up, uh, pick up the quick start guide at some point and try to run a game with it for sure. It sounds very interesting. Uh, sounds like a lot of fun. And it'll be hopefully hopefully a lot of fun. The dev really sold me on it. He really did. Um, Green, what did you see there that you want to talk about? I think the only thing that like I I, I did have a negative one, um, and that was a game that's already out on Switch uh, called uh, Widget Satchel, um, where you play like a ferret who is on a spaceship. And the, I don't know, captain, I believe, accidentally drops his satchel. And then the ferret steals the satchel and starts putting parts into the satchel. So the more parts he put into the satchel, the more weighed down and encumbered and, and burdened you are. So that you can't run as fast or jump as fast. Um, it's kind of like a puzzle game. The controls were kind of wonky. Um, the game made absolutely zero fucking sense. Like, <laughs> I think the best part of the game was you were playing as a cute little ferret, but that's 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 like the only thing the game had going for it. Um, uh, it was uh, it was a mm, bummer. Yeah, yeah. All the other ones were like fantastic. We sat down, and we played, uh, you know, Johnny Chainsaw. We looked at Emery as well, um, which looked like a fun RPG uh, game. What was that uh, um, bullet hell that we sat down and played? Ooh, I love mm, bullet hells. Oh yeah, that one was fantastic too. Uh, Astro Gunners. Uh, Astro Gunners. That was great. I actually need to uh, put that in my my Steam wish list. Um, it was like a. Uh, um, well, I mean, I don't know if it was just for consoles or PC, but like the, I mean, it was like very controller heavy. So I don't know how it would translate to keyboard and mouse. Um, but like it. Uh, it was like those old school like bullet hell, you know, scrolling along and you know shooting and stuff like that. And um it was two player co op, which Danny and I played. It was super fun. Like even it needs to be more co op. Yeah. Uh yeah, and I think it like Danny had a uh was it a Super Nintendo or a Nintendo? I think, I think it was a Super, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, Super yeah. Nintendo. So I mean it works on other controllers, so and I don't foresee this like not being able to play like mobile. Um, or like you know the switch or something like that. I I feel like it could even port over to like uh uh Raspberry Pi. Oh, and play on like a PC uh, on like a TV plugged into a Raspberry Pi. Don't quote me on it. I feel like it should be able to. Um, I don't know if that's what they're actually releasing to it. Um, I need to look more into it. But it was very fun. Astro Gunner is what it was called. So yeah, Astro or Astral? Astral. Astro. Oh. Was it Astral or Astral? It's Astral. A-S-T-R-A-L. I'm, look, I'm looking at it right now. Yep. 
Okay. Uh, that's it was why very the fun, though. yeah, and that's why the Sadie brothers or Sati brothers. Not quite sure how they pronounce their last name or that. Um, but yeah, uh, there was some other stuff there. I didn't really check out much else other than what we just mentioned. Um, but uh, yeah, was there anything else? I think we covered everything from two D con. We had a, I mean, just from like our trip in general, our Airbnb was great. I mean, other than the fact that the kitchen table was uh, actually a metal patio table. Yeah, and like uh, there was like a giant pear, and uh, I, I suffer from um, a specific type of OCD where I like things that are even. If something is uneven in any way, it bugs the abs- absolute fuck out of me. And so, like, I like. I'll have a hard time sleeping and stuff like that. Like a lot of the stuff in the house is slightly <laughs> uneven and it drove me absolutely fucking batshit crazy. The, uh, know. the tiles, know. the tiles in the kitchen were off. I didn't even look at the floor because you told me that the, the, <laughs> the, the, the tiles were off in the kitchen. I didn't even look. Yeah. I'm like, fuck that. If I don't see it. It's not real. Yeah. We, uh, we went to a Korean barbecue place, which was oh, absolutely yeah. delicious. Very. Yeah. Um, and we got soju at the drink liquor store. Drink a lot of soju over the weekend, and um, what else did we do? Oh, we also had a uh, pizza from QC Pizza. It was okay. Yeah, it was right. Yeah, it was. I, I couldn't complain. I mean, for yeah. pizza, it was good. I mean, it wasn't the best pizza I've ever had in my entire life, but it was good. Yeah, I wouldn't kill a man over it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely no Giordano's. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was not. It was not worth committing a felony. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there? Was there anything else we wanted to mention? I think that was about it from from Two D Con. Um, I think that's. I think that's it. All right. Well, I think we should wrap up the show then. Indy. Yeah. What's coming up on your channel? And uh, for the people who missed you earlier, who are you, and where can people find you? What's coming up in your hot tub, my guy? What's coming up in my hot tub? All sorts of stuff, man. Uh, mostly fart bubbles. But uh, I am Indie Falcon 64 I am a very avid uh, indie variety streamer. I'm just all over the place with stuff. I love spoopy stuff. I especially love roguelikes to just no end, no matter how painful it is. Um, but I play a lot of that stuff. I've been playing a lot of spoopy stuff lately. I just finished Resident Evil 3. I'm starting Resident Evil Code Veronica. Uh, and we're working on Tormented Souls. I'm going to do another hard playthrough, the hardest setting on Song of Horror. Lots of Phasmophobia, because those updates are crazy. Uh, and we're going to have Back for Blood soon, whenever that comes out. Same for New World, so keep an eye out for those, and otherwise, maybe some Eastward, whenever that comes out. I think that's really soon. I think it's like two weeks away or something. Uh, it's almost like some Scott Pilgrim stuff. I don't know. It looks great, uh, but you'll see all sorts of stuff in my stream. So, uh, But you can catch me on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, Andy Falcon 64 and all of them. Excellent. Mr. Greenlee, what's coming up on your channel? Lots of Destiny. I've been playing a lot of Destiny, and I've been enjoying Destiny, and I cannot complain about Destiny right now. <laughs> this is being be. 100% honest. I've actually been really enjoying Destiny. They brought crossplay. I've been playing with some old friends. It's been great. Um, I'm going to try to sneak some Hunt Showdown in there because I haven't played Hunt Showdown in a minute. Um, and try to sneak get some Apex in there because I I, I did pay for the Battle Pass, so I kind of want to just like try to get as much of the Battle Pass as I can done. But um, I'm also going to start working on some YouTube content finally, and um, I, my TikTok content is going to be refurbished and brought back to life. 
because I've been off on a break due to some family matters and uh, lost in the family and just being all around busy yet not busy at all. Um, so, yeah, uh, you can check me out. Twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Elite. I'm also on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, um, OnlyFans, all Mr. Elite, except for Instagram, which is CTV Mr. Elite. So, do I have content on OnlyFans? I do not. Can you still follow me? Absolutely, and it's free. So, and make sure to give them those likes and views on YouTube, uh, so we can see them play tormented uh, souls. <laughs> yeah, watch the watch this this episode of uh, the podcast on YouTube. If you get sixty sixty views and fifteen likes, I will play tormented souls, or we can yes. switch in for phasmophobia because phasmophobia sounds like it's scarier than fuck now, and I almost don't want to play it like, mm-hmm. at all ever. So, like, I'll I'll give y'all a choice, like, in the comments, you know, comment on it as well, saying which Jeez, one you'd rather Fasmo. see me play. Yeah, because Fasmo <laughs> looks like Fasmo. it would scare me more. Like, it's intense. I I watched him, uh, uh, Andy play Tormented Souls. It didn't look horribly bad, but it's still something I wouldn't play like ever. But I've seen TikToks of Phasmophobia, and it looks like I will shit my pants. You're gonna poop, dude. You're gonna poop. I, like, especially if someone's <laughs> like here. Take the spirit, the spirit box, and go in this room. I'm not gonna ask questions. I'm just gonna sit there and just. No, I can't wait. Leave me alone. I don't want to be here. <laughs> I really want to see this, guys. Please, please hit that goal. Anything else, Green? No, not that I can think of. Excellent. Uh, Danny, what do you got coming up? Uh, this Friday, I think I'm going to play some Hunt Showdown. There's an event going on that we haven't touched at all um, that I want to I wanna do. Um, I think the thing I miss the most about Hunt Showdown right now is the soundtrack, the lobby soundtrack. The <laughs> I miss it so much. It was, it's glorious. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be Friday night. Saturday night, I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to be playing. I'll make that an, I'll make that decision and announce that on uh, on Twitter later this week. And then Sunday night, of course, uh, single player Sundays playing more Metro Exodus. Um, nice. So yeah, that is what I've got going on. Otherwise, you guys can find me on Twitter at Danny K D A N I E C A E. You can also follow me on Instagram, and you could follow me on TikTok. I really don't use TikTok that much. Um, I'm gonna leave that to my friend Green Elite there, who kills it on TikTok. Um, otherwise, it's a, it's a definitely an over overstatement there, but you know, <laughs> I appreciate yeah. the sentiment. Um, otherwise, you can also find me on uh, YouTube, Danny K Media, where uh, this podcast gets uploaded. Um, so that's what I've got going on. And, uh, guys, it's going to wrap up the show this week. We appreciate all of you for joining us. It means a lot to us that you take the time to watch and listen. Uh, don't forget the question of the week this week, which is what's, which household chore is the worst? Which household chore is the worst? You guys can let us know in the YouTube comment section, or you can tweet at us. Um, we are still looking for a third co-host to the podcast. If you guys would like to apply, you can apply um, with the link in the chat or in the description of this episode. Uh, you can also uh, let us know uh, who you think 
would be a good co-host. If you have any suggestions, let us know. Um, we are closing our applications down um, at 11.59 p.m. this Sunday. And for those who have already applied, we will be sending out emails and trying to get uh, auditions set up here uh, pretty soon. Uh, other than that, if you guys miss any part of the show, you can watch and listen on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to help support the show, you guys can leave a like, subscribe, and comment. And the best way to uh, best way to help support the show is by telling your friends. Sorry, my phone just uh, started getting a random call there. Um, guys, until next week, have fun, stay safe, keep fighting the good fight, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. Goodbye! Bye, everybody. Love you. So much love.